Welcome to Six Pack Discussions, where Cody and Jared take on the biggest, most talked about headlines with logic, passion, and a six pack of beer. If you're listening, we challenge you to take an unbiased view of the world, as we know these conversations are complicated. So sit down, crack a beer, and welcome a new perspective. <laughs> okay, guys, coming in with a new episode, Six Pack Discussions. Um, so today, we're going to be comparing credit cards, right? Amex, Visa, Discover, <laughs> you Capital must One. have misread it, Jared. We're going to be talking about visas as in how do you travel to other countries? How's it work in America? How do you get a visa to work here in America? So you know what's really embarrassing? And I will tell myself here a little levity to the conversation. So, because I'm 31 years old today. About four years ago when I first started dating my, my now wife, but about four years ago when I started dating my girlfriend at the time, Brittany. Yeah her and her friend were planning a trip to Russia. Actually, they were, they were going to go explore that and everything. I'll look at the German art. I'm sorry, the Russian architecture or something like that. And anyway, so we're going back and forth. We're in that, like that little cutesy dating phase. You've been yeah. there, right? Oh yeah. And I was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get everything ready for my visa. I was like, Oh, you don't have a visa yet. She goes, no, like there's a couple pieces of paperwork. I was like, Pretty easy to get accepted. And mind you, at the time, I'm what, 27, 26, 27? Go down to your like Chase Bank and you probably get one within the day. Yeah. That's what you were thinking. And that's not what I was thinking. That's what I knew. I was like, I was actually judging her. He was not like, man, one. I'm dating a chick that doesn't have a visa. Like, yeah. I've had a visa since I was 18. Meanwhile, you didn't even know how visas worked for getting one for other countries. Correct. So she's actually like, now she's judging you. Yep, that I'm that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so laughable, prime example, what you just did. And I was like, man, I feel like an idiot. Damn. Because in my head, the reason, so I knew Visa had to do with traveling, right? I just didn't know the intricacies and the different types of visas, if you will, right? Because the reason why I equate it to the credit cards, oh, well, you have to be clearly financially responsible. And that's is kind of the gold standard, if you will, to travel. Like everyone across the world recognizes visas as, as a method of payment. You can only be accepted in a visa if you're a competent adult. You and actually that, thought they were one and the same? Swear to God. Four years ago. Holy shit. Yep. So this research was a little eye-opening for you. Well, four years ago is eye opening, and then yes, that's research, obviously, you know. Compounded. Okay, well, that's hilarious. I I can't believe that you never even knew a visa was something like a passport item. Again, I will tell myself, I'm not proud. Love it. Mean it though. I, no, I that yeah. is not a that is not a joke. That is an honest, embarrassing story. Well, before we get started, nice little story from Jared. Uh, we are drinking eight oh five cerveza, so actually a little spin off the classic um, eight oh five. Uh, IPA. I don't think, Jared, have you ever had this? Dude, I love 805 Cerveza. Oh, really? It's one of my favorite brews. Oh, my gosh. So I love 805. I know. And then all of a sudden, I stumbled upon 805 Cerveza about a year ago. Okay. So I've never seen this. And I picked it up because I was thinking, man, I'm going to surprise Jared and see if he even knows about Cerveza by 805. So uh, we'll give you guys a rating here. (laughs) Jared kind of already did when he said the word love. We already know what that means. It's like, like, like. I definitely double tap the picture. You know what I mean? Damn. Okay. <laughs> so visas, uh, not the one in your wallet, nope. not the one that is in your passport. Um, I'll be frank. I probably knew little to none about visas. 
I think the only thing I know really knew about it is that a lot of people use visas to visit America. I don't know how often Americans use visas to visit other countries because in most cases you're not you're not immigrating to other countries if you're already in America. Most of the time, people are immigrating to America. But you're not only using visas for immigration reasons, you're no. using it for business. Yep. And you're using it for leisure. Yeah, 100%. Right. No, I'm sure there are some people that... So, prime example, Brit and, and her friend Raina going to Russia. Yeah. They needed a visa for that, right? Mm-hmm. So... 100%. Um, one yeah. thing one thing that was unclear to me and still... So, I've been to Europe you know, a couple of times now. What is the difference between a visa and a passport? So visas are for a longer period of time and also certain countries require a visa uh, no matter no matter going in. So I think what we have is like a good relationship with multiple countries. So if you wanted to visit, I think, the UK, Mexico, Canada, you don't need a visa. You just right. use your passport and as long as it's less than, I think, 30 days, you're fine. Yeah, so, so different countries have it between 30, 60, and 90. Yeah. That's kind of thing. You know what I find funny? Is so China and Taiwan, it's it's obviously um, contentious. Is that the word I'm looking for? Just say it lightly, yeah. Just say it lightly, thank you. I think I just saw in the news this morning. Did you I see know. that? That Taiwan is... or 40 aircraft, Chinese aircraft, were flying over Taiwan. Right, but did you see Taiwan's response this morning? Uh-uh. So they actually increased their mandatory military service from six months to a year Ooh. as of today in response to that. So here's the weird thing about... We should do one on this, but let's add it to the episode list. That'd be interesting. Your phone, yeah. Or do you have your phone or no? I can't use mine, unfortunately, but um, add it to the list, but we should do one um, on the Taiwan situation and like what are the options for the U.S. Uh, one thing I was, I did research a while back and it's kind of weird in a, in a roundabout way, we have to kind of defend Taiwan because we don't have a treaty with Taiwan really, but we have a treaty with Japan and Japan has a treaty with Taiwan, so isn't that kind of weird how that works? So essentially, if Taiwan engages in any type of uh, conflict with yeah, China, we would be obligated. Japan is obligated to help Taiwan, and if Japan is in conflict directly with China now because they're in, we have to. Na- we're now obligated. How he, funky is that? So talk about your friend's friend. <laughs> well, I get it, but you know what's so funny, and this is a w- weird way of looking at things. Whenever you get in a fight with another guy and you guys just kick each other's ass and then your friends afterwards. Do I think that is more common than not. You know what I find weird is you and I, I can only think of one legitimate fight to where I was literally angry oh, yeah. with you. I can only think of one in our 20 plus years of friendship. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever really physically fought other than I've never struck of, you. Well, there was that one time, but it was for fun. Remember out in the grass yard and you, and you thought you like were- Like wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was- cons- it was that, was- that wasn't- Sanctioned. That wasn't out of anger. No, it was a sanctioned- That was, that was literally the sport of wrestling. Yeah. That yeah, wasn't yeah. angry. Yeah. But but there are certain friends out there that okay. they just need to get a couple swings in. And then all of a sudden that night, they're drinking beers. And that's how we are with Japan. Oh, like yeah. They bombed us in 41. Yeah. We- Really bombed them twice in 45? 44? Uh, yeah. 44, 45, yeah. I think it's 44, whatever. Like, I'm like, all right, bitch, this is the end. Do you want to continue? Well, oh, you want one more? Okay, done. Like, we dropped 
two, the only country, and we did it twice. Yeah. To drop an atom bomb. So I find it so interesting. And guys, that was only 80 years ago. No. That's a long time ago, though, if you think about it. 80 years ago. That's a lifetime. But that's. Do you not know people that are 80 years old? I. Every, you know what I mean? Everybody that's not that was that age, long, but everybody of age at that's that point, not that long. No, but it's a full. It's a full generation. Agreed. That's irrefutable. Yeah, but it's not that long. To yeah. where now we're that tight. To where now we'd back up Japan's strong alliance. I was watching something the other day. I think we have like eight military bases in Japan, and they love it. There's something great. It's something I didn't realize how many military bases we have. I know Okinawa. Do we have a bunch? South Korea, we got a bunch. I know South Korea. And we got a bunch. Eight. Dude, dude, I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe you're right. Yeah. All I know is Okinawa, we have a strong presence from an Air Force standpoint. But yeah. dude, I was blown Japan's away. not that big. I was blown away. I was like, I Japan from a landmass, maybe I'm wrong, is not that like, big. I think there's 120 something bases all across the globe, not on, on US soil. When I read that, I was like, 120? That's crazy, right? But just give you a question. Dude, you got to understand, band. man, there's what, 200 countries in and the world? But some of them have like, you know, eight in one country. I guess South Korea, we have like five or six. And that's like small. I think South, South Korea is like the size of Maricopa. Is it that small? Dude, it's small, that? bro. No. It's small. Okay, I'm not going to say Maricopa. Let's say Arizona. I can believe that. Okay, I can believe that. Okay. I'll I know try. it's small. So anyways. Visas, dude, we got visas. so off. Man, we have really screwed this up. You want to go through the different types? Dude, you know what are one of the ones that I find the funniest visa? Go for it. K1. K1. So the K1 visa, guys, I don't know if you guys know this. Ah. I messed up. This is a K1 visa before. Yeah. <laughs> this was uh This is right whenever I first started my current company about 3ish years ago now. Just started traveling for work. And I'm at this hotel and, and guys, if you ever travel work, you know, sometimes you have to travel across the country, you get in late, it sucks, you have to take a shower, whatever the case may be, right? So you just kind of turn on the TV and you're getting ready for bed, you're unpacking and showering and brushing teeth, all that shit, and kind of a, a new space and you don't know what the channels. So you turn on the TV, just there's some noise in the background. And uh, anyways, so this was about three-ish years ago. Okay. Flip on the TV and it just happened to be on TLC. And TLC has a show called 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance is essentially the K-1 visa process to where, you know, Cody proposes to Helga. Helga Helga is in Ukraine. And Cody can't get a chick in America because he has no game. So then he proposes to Helga. And the K-1 visa process, they're granted. And they have 90 days to get married yeah. in the U.S. From the day they land in the U.S., you have 90 days to and then once you get to married, say I do, uh, you are a citizen. That is correct. That's correct. Thank you. And then usually there's a divorce that occurs. Have you ever? Oh, shortly thereafter. I actually looked at the stats and I can't. It's actually wildly underpublished. The stats on K one visas. Ooh, why? I don't know why. I'm not going to go into that. Huh. All I know is I look and I so shh, admittance of guilt. You know, this is the. Second admittance skill, I guess this episode is as far as me thinking that. I'm sure I feel like a site, like a site. Amex, yeah. Discover, and Visa are yeah. all one and the same for traveling like an idiot. <laughs> I'm not proud. 
Have you ever watched 90 Day Fiance by no, chance? No, no, no. Any minutes of it? Do you even know the concept of I've it? I've never even seen it, yeah. It's, I've never it's like a it. train wreck. I started watching it show on accident that night, anyway. and I watched the following three episodes. They play three of them at the same time? Back to back. because well, No one cares. <laughs> well, yeah, it's TLC. Who the hell is watching that? They watched, there was four episodes in a row. It was 30 minute episodes, so two hours of your life. I don't want to talk about it. Holy shit. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> you still watch it to this day? To this day. No. I swear. <laughs> Brittany judges me to no end. This is this is why people people laugh at us. <laughs> Brittany judges me to no end. <laughs> people laugh at our friendship. They're like, hey, you guys probably know everything about each other, right? We've been friends for 25 years. Yep. <laughs> and I find this out. And I'm disgusted with you. I'm, As you I'm, should be. As I am disgusted. That, is, that That's what they call trash TV, I think. Agreed. Agreed. I'm not proud of admitting this. So you have to like stay up on it. Yeah. I know all the current characters. Oh my God. There's like characters. Well, I say characters mean. There is a new season towards these new. Oh, do people go to like a house? It's like, it's like a Jersey Shore. trash reality TV. So there's these new men that seek out. External relationships with Ukrainian women, Iranian women, all these, you know, foreigners. And they bring them to America and they just illustrate and televise their life about all the things that they're not aligned. Some of these, some of these couples that are engaged don't even speak the same language. They just verbally do this to each other. Like, who, who do you think is worse in that setup? Do you think? The, oh, the Americans. I think it's so wrong. The visa process. No, no, no. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The male, Ma- female, uh, the individual. I get the the process is that's horrible. We shouldn't even have that. Who do I think is wrong? Yeah, well, not wrong. Who do you think is more troubled? The person that you, kind of abuses this entire process, takes advantage of somebody that is clearly um, in a very low spot that they are looking to have a relationship with somebody that they've never met personally yep. from some other country that they can't communicate with. So that person, that's normally a female, I would assume, mm-hmm. in the show. Or the male that gets to such a low spot that they subscribe to a male order bride. Who do you think is worse? The question is, who do I think is worse? I think 100% chance the American is the worst. Because I honestly, so unfortunately, this is embarrassing. In this show, they do a little backstory on the, the, and, and I say girl, but the foreigner, right? Maybe I'm misusing the female. Yeah, it is nine times out of 10. It's the female. That's the foreigner. And they do a little backstory and and dude. So this show is trash TV to the nth degree. You're right. And I deserve every comment that's about to be made for me for the next 25 years of our friendship about the show. What's it called again? 90 day fiance. (laughs) But you get such a richer, deeper appreciation. That's Siri talking to us. Sorry, here. Siri. You get a deeper, richer appreciation. Oh, dude, Siri, I'm trying to have a podcast here. Sorry, guys. For how we have it in America. Oh, yeah. No. It, it, from a cleanliness standpoint. From an opportunity standpoint, from a family structure standpoint, earnings potential standpoint, literally all facets yeah. of life. 
we have such a greater opportunity and it angers me. And guys, I understand I am abnormally patriotic and I think you are too. I actually, I know you are too, Cody. And I think a lot of our listeners are just based on how we fall on various situations. But guys, do does America do it perfectly? Hell no. Not going to say we will. And I don't think you would either, Cody. Oh, no, no. And, and I hope over the last year plus of this podcast, we've highlighted the intricacies and the difficulties. Of doing perfect. It's impossible. Of doing perfect, of trying to do it perfect, of trying to do it better. Yeah. Right? Or at least shedding light on both sides. But anyways, this is a very long story, unnecessarily long, rather. And what I'm trying to glean at here is the people that are at fault are the Americans that are abusing a flawed system and a flawed situation and claiming that they love and want to marry a person that, you know, guys, you ask any. So real quick, that's why I was pushing back actually a little bit because just, just think of this. This is an American that's at a point in their life where they believe that this person from another country that has never met them actually loves them. Do you think maybe that person might have some certain capacities that are not working properly? If they actually... Tr- like maybe, mentally unstable? Yeah. Like if, if they actually believe that this person, in your in your example, Helga, loves them so much that they're going to marry them within you know 90 days. 90 days. Don't you think that that person may not be right? 100%? Maybe they're not like in the right state of mind? hundred percent. Okay. So now you're, I don't think, you know, Americans are taking advantage. Just these individuals that are saying, Hey, maybe this is my only route to true love. Like someone in that point of view might be so low. So I want to take a full circle here. So you and I view this Cody and Helga situation poorly, right? Cause Cody is an underperformer. He's, he's not living up to snuff, but being in the privileged society of just regardless of race, religion, et cetera, being born an American, you are automatically afforded and awarded certain privileges in life mm-hmm. on a global scale. So what I'm saying is it's almost that 80-20 principle, right, that we all talk about. And what I mean by that, guys, <clears throat> is, is 20% of the population of any team is going to do 80% of the work. So whenever you take America as a pie and 20% of Americans do 80% of the work and the other 80 do the other 20. Yeah. Right. Guys, good, bad, or indifferent, right, wrong. That's just how it is. Those are borderline foundationally irrefutable. There's always hustlers on a team. If you, you know, if you were on a class project, you had somebody that just wanted. There's always someone that does the table of contents. Yeah, exactly. There's somebody that, you know, essentially does all the work. There's somebody that does a little bit of the work. And then there's somebody that shows up late and says, Oh, I forgot about the project. Like that happens in high school. It happens in college. It happens in your job. Real presentations. hundred <laughs> percent. So what I'm saying by that, well, that is true. What I intended to, to, to mean from that little short story was our 80% because of this privileged world that we live in is other country's top 20 right so whenever you take a bottom performer and you put them up against toe-to-toe with another country that their top 20 percent isn't even our bottom 20 percent 
just because of their government, their policies, their yeah, you I name gotcha. it, right? So then these bottom performers can look like rock stars and they take advantage of that and they promise the nine, right? Mm. The whole nine yards. So and, I think and, that's the problem yeah. is you're intentionally misleading people. And I have little, little experience. You, you know, clearly you have a couple of years now of watching the show. So you have a lot of experience of seeing this. Um, I'm sorry, dude. You're, Thank you for that. Three years. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. Um, so you, you've seen this live occurring on TV, it seems like. Um, maybe not the best, you know, maybe, probably probably not the, the best case scenario, but it seems like you probably have the most experience. So I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I know. I never thought I'd admit this to you. So uh, I finished off my first beer. We didn't get through all the visas. Let's go through the different ones. So far, we've only done the K1. 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 <laughs> I'll go through a couple of them rapid let's fire let's with go, you. Let's go. Um, but first, let's go ahead and talk about this beer. Yep. So I picked this up. I actually picked it up over at a gas station. So if it, it's at gas stations, a Circle K here in Arizona, it must be pretty common. Um, no, 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 dude, you traveled enough to know. Arizona gas stations are special, dude. Arizona and Colorado gas stations are special. You know what? I I talk about it all the time. Whenever <clears throat> I go to the East Coast, I always tell people, I'm like, guys, I don't think you guys realize when whenever they talk about, oh, well, you know, we're going to go to a, a liquor store. I'm like, what's a liquor store? You're right. For all of our listeners that are out of the state, Arizona, uh, and I, I think maybe a couple of southwestern states, maybe Colorado, maybe New Mexico is kind of like this, but Arizona specifically, our gas stations sometimes will have a beer fridge or not a, a walk-in cooler. Often. More times. likely than not. When you go to- It's a, the expectation. Yeah. When you go to a gas station, you're probably able to grab one of a, 80 beers. Probably. 80 different uh, flavors. Yep. Um. And it's not like it's always Budweiser and Coors Light. It's like they'll have probably maybe 20 uh, craft, brews. craft brews hanging out there. And so this one, of course, 805 is a bigger brand from Firestorm Walker. But this is their Cerveza, which, um, you know, us being, of course, you know, in Arizona, uh, I think Cerveza makes sense, of course, here. I think it just closer to the border. Cerveza means Mexican uh, beer, essentially. I think it is um, a great brew. This is a great beer. Dude, honestly, I'm a big fan of 805. I think this is better than the 805. Is 805 normally an IPA? 805, ooh, I believe so. Okay. I just noticed that black label. I think it is. Dude, I like, they say right here, cerveza brewed with lime. 100%, it tastes like, it tastes a like- A better Corona. It tastes like a Corona light, I would say, um, and it's a little bit more limey. It's good. It's really good. Uh, I'll give this a 4-0. Ooh, I was going to go 4-1. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 4 1, solid beer. It's like I said, this is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I've I've had it probably half a dozen times in my life. Every time I see it at Fry's gas station, I am morally obligated to pick up a six pack. You know what's funny is when you look at this beer, most Mexican beers, uh uh cervezas, right? Do not come in like a brown bottle like nope, this. Nope, they're loud colors. They're clear bottles. Yeah. Lime colors, Yellow, very clear. loud colors. Um Reds, yellows, the flavor oranges, you get out greens. of this beer is is it's very odd how marketing works because when I opened this, I was not expecting that flavor to come out of that color bottle. Mm-mm. You know, guys, just for everybody, and if you guys are looking at watching this on YouTube, you can see that this is a brown bottle, uh, which normally is more of like a darker beer in some cases. Um, it just doesn't seem like the right, but it's fantastic. 
coming out of this bottle. So four four zero for me, four one from you. Recommended from everybody. Solid, solid drinking beer. All right, different types. Yeah, let's go rapid fire we real quick. Hammered on the K one. Yeah, damn. So we got tourism visa. Um, I was going to go through what I call non-immigrant visas, uh, go. which are tourism mostly, right? So these are called H visas, H-1B, H-1A, uh, H-2A, H-2B. Those three, really. Um, these are for folks that are professional academic field um, that have a special, a special expertise um, or a college degree. And they're going to uh, essentially fill a role or a job in the U.S. for a short period of time. So... We actually have a lot of these individuals at our office. So we have a lot of H-1B uh, visa holders. These are essentially people from um, high-tech uh, areas that come into the United States for usually, I think it's a three-year term to work in the United States uh, to gain expertise, to gain experience. And then in most cases, they go back to uh, their, their country of origin. Um, H-2A and H-2B, these are interesting. These are actually the most common visas, I believe. Um, I don't know if you ever noticed this. We have a lot of these type of workers in Arizona. These are seasonal, uh, peak load temporary workers in agricultural and non-agricultural. So California, Arizona, um, the Southwest, the Southeast, uh, a lot of visa holders will be in the H-2A, H-2B uh, categories. Um, mainly due to agricultural. I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of our farming is done with um, immigrants from uh, Central America, Mexico, things like that. They come over and they spend usually about a month or two um, earning wages in America on one of these visas, and then they return back uh, with those wages to their home or host country. Um, and then we have a bunch of different, what they call immigrant visas. These are EB-style visas. Um this one's a funny one, um, and I, I, I'm guessing you have heard about this kind of through the grapevine, but think of like the Olympics. Think of um, any time that athletes, um, probably, let's say Tom Cruise when he's filming in South Africa for a new movie, whatever it may be, this is called an EB-1. This is for somebody with extraordinary ability, a business professional, academics, researchers, scientists, uh, arts, athletics. Um, they're able to get this visa and get it quickly and show up and stay in that uh, host country for several months. So if you think of the, the Olympics, probably, they're probably getting these EB1s, you know, if they're coming here and they're com- we're hosting the Olympics. And I'm guessing every country has something similar. Of course. But they call it extraordinary ability. Kind of funny, huh? And it goes down. I'm not going to go through every one of these, but essentially EB1, EB2, EB, and then four or three, four, five I wanted to go over, which is the craziest one that I found. So EB5, this is called the Immigrant Investor Program. And I actually knew a little bit about this for other countries, Grand Cayman. I'll say, because you've talked about the Grand Cayman real estate. Yeah. So we have one. And so what this one is, is for... Immigrants that would like to immigrate to the U.S. and they want they have a lot of cash. It's a little easier, I guess, apparently in the U.S. system. If you have a little bit of cash, um, you're able to if you can make an investment of 1.8 million U.S. dollars in a new commercial enterprise that employs at least 10 full-time U.S. workers, you can get an EB-5 visa. So right about two million dollars. So you come into the U.S. 
two million bucks, create an LLC, hire ten people. There, you know, there. I'm sure there's a time frame, uh, but that's interesting because if you're, you know, pretty well off, that sounds like a pretty easy way to immigrate to the U.S. Honestly, if you're in China, if you're in India, if you're in Ukraine, Malaysia, yeah, yeah, wherever you're coming <clears throat> from, uh, that seems like an easy, yeah. yeah, yeah, two million bucks. Uh, let's see. One other one that I wanted to go over for everybody is uh, what I was actually most aware of is F1 visas. So when I was in college, uh, you probably didn't see as many of these when you were in college, but ASU where I went to school, uh, we saw a lot of, um, uh, foreign exchange students. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if it, I don't know if they're foreign exchange students. That means that you're changing American. No, just foreign students, I guess is the right terminology. But we had a lot of students from China and India at ASU, like a, a huge population. I would say USAFA, probably less than 2%. Mm-hmm. Smaller population. We had a couple from Iraq. Yeah. A couple from Georgia. A couple from... I'm trying to think in my class. I know a couple Iraqis, a couple of Georgians. Probably pretty minimal, like I said. I would say less than 2%. Yeah, a lot. Every one of my classes, probably 10 to 20% were what? foreign students. Yeah, a lot of, lot of foreign 20%. Uh-huh. What, what countries? Mostly India, China. Um, yeah, India and China, dude. I had a lot of Indians and Chinese. Now, is that specific to ASU or does that think state universities across the globe? ASU has a, a high foreign um, student ratio. Why? Um, probably because it's highly accessible, good weather. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like ASU is kind of like, it, it's a highly desirable college to go to because it's- Strong business program? Yeah. I, I That was what I was in, right? I was in the business program there and there was a lot of students. But in the sciences, they have a pretty big science- program too well well, that's one thing that's really funny about asu is the undergrad is oftentimes mocked yeah right because of the playboy magazine you know with the party school but wp carry their business school is top 10 year in and year out yeah in the country yeah i think their engineering school is really high ranked too so they have an i don't don't know about the engineering i i know i can speak to wp carry like yeah without a doubt irrefutable regardless of publication WB Carey is top 10. You're yeah. In. So, but I didn't know about the engineering. What other programs would you say it's known for? So, I know Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. So I'm pretty right. sure. He, he's kind of put that on the map. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Fulton Engineering School is really highly ranked now. And that makes sense, right? You have a lot of Indian programmers um, that are coming here and they're, you know, doing, you know, programming. And so their, their so, engineering school is really high. So speaking of an ASU engineer, so I'm in Houston. I'm uh, flying back for the holidays. This was uh, for Thanksgiving holiday, actually. So I'm at the airport. Okay. My wife and I were at the we're at the bar, Brittany, and uh, having a beer. She's having a glass of prosecco, whatever the case may be. And y- you know this, man, dude. I will talk to this fucking wall, as will you, oh, yeah. if you think there's a chance you'll get a response. So, you know, Brittany and I, you know, <laughs> we've been traveling all day. We we hate each other today, right? Because we've been traveling all day. It's a stressful time. Yeah. So. I'm trying to start a conversation with someone else. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I'm talking to this individual and I was like, oh, wh- where are you going? Where are you going? What do you he do? Goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to India. I was like, oh, that's, it's in Houston. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of unique. Yeah. I was like, where are you coming from? 
He goes, oh, Phoenix. I was like, oh, that's where I'm going too. Oh. He goes, well, what part of Phoenix? I was like, Chandler. He goes, oh, me too. Oh, wow. I was like, well, what part? He goes, uh, it was, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, by the, by the Chandler Municipal Airport. I was like, look, I, I live a nine hour away from the Chandler Municipal Airport. He goes, what? Neighborhood. What community? I was like, Javier. He goes, east or west? I was like, east. Guy's my fucking neighbor, In dude. Houston. I think I met him. Five houses down. I met that guy. When I was over there doing pavers with you, remember? He was the guy that wanted the wheelbarrow. Yes. 100% it was him. So this guy, some highly educated individual. Intel or something, right? Yeah. Shocker. Works at Intel. Yep. Nothing against Intel, but they pay really well, right? Yeah. This guy was five houses down from me. How funny. And I met him in Houston. This is so crazy. Houston, Texas. Just for our listeners, how... At a bar. Jared, you started that conversation is that me and you will both talk to a wall, right? I have the exact same story, which is even weirder. Let's hear it. So, uh, went to a conference. Um, that Our team kind of went out. We went to bars, kind of bar hopped a little bit later at night. And uh, there was like another group. Uh, a couple of them looked like they were uh, at the Marine base there. Uh, in oh, San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah. And... Um, I started chatting with them. There was uh, two guys that were Marines, two of their buddies that were not, and then two girls. And we were playing some like uh, bar games and stuff. And I was chatting with one of the chicks. Or actually, I was chatting with the guy first. And he said he was from, I think, either India or uh, Nepal. I think it was actually Nepal. It was kind of interesting because he said Nepal. And I was like, oh, I know where Nepal is. Not many people know where that is, right? And I'm oh, like, sorry. oh, by India. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, I'm from there. I'm actually going back home. Uh, I was just visiting because I went to college here. I was like, oh, cool. And then I asked the the girl that was right next to him. They weren't together or anything. I, you know, Was uh, I with you at this conference? No. Oh, you were, but you weren't out this night. Okay. And so I asked the girl, I was like, oh, okay, where are you from? She's like, I, I don't feel comfortable telling you. I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, no worries. No worries. I was like, well, I'm, I'm from Arizona. She's like, oh, I'm from Arizona too. Okay, can I ask where you're from again then? Like, I'm kind of confused now because, like, you were appalled that I asked you where you're from. I was just trying to have a conversation. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm, I'm from Chandler, Gilbert. And I was like, oh, that's where I live. She's like, well, now it's getting kind of weird. I was like, like, just so you know, like, I'm not stalking you. Like, I'm in, I'm here for a conference. I'm kind of confused. Um, I'm married. Like, clearly I'm wearing a ring. And she's like, well, where in Gilbert do you live? And I was like... No, I don't feel like I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, where do you live in Gilbert? And I was like, I live on Higley and Germain. She's like, you live in Power Ranch? And I was like, yes. She's like, yeah, me too. What? <laughs> she, she knew exactly where I lived, which is weird, right? Because I said Power Ranch. She, or she asked, she said, I live in Power Ranch. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly where I live. She's like, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, that is weird. I'm like, why were you so confrontational at the beginning? She's like, I don't know. It's not having a good night. I don't like her. I know. I didn't like her either. I, that, was, that was how we ended the conversation. And I hope the conversation ended. Yeah. But it's funny because we both had the same thing. We both found somebody that lived in the same neighborhood. And that was five months ago for me. Yours was two a month ago. Yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, okay, back to hey, Jesus. First and foremost, guys, Merry Christmas. I know this is going to uh, you know air a few weeks later. But guys, I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. Very happy holiday season. Yeah. 
obviously very stressful. Um, Cody and I are very fortunate to where we enjoy the time that we spend with family, friends, etc. A um, lot of celebrations, a lot of fun times. I know it's a stressful time, guys. Stress is temporary. So, guys, you know, I, I just hate the statistics that that back up suicide, breakups, etc. As all this stuff is very, very temporary. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time off. Enjoy the grind. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Is is there a higher rate of depression on the holidays? Oh, dude, you don't know this? Uh-uh. Dude, the amount of suicide that goes up. Obviously, I'm very, unfortunately, uh, keen on the veteran suicide, right? On average, we... we uh, Have a higher rate. Average 22 a day of veterans that commit suicide. Yeah. It's horrible. During the holiday season, after Thanksgiving, it jumps up to like 30, 35. A day? A day. Veterans specifically? Because what happens around the holidays, it's only presumed, right? As people start feeling a bit lonelier, a little bit more isolated, and they just can't cope with their feelings, good, bad, or different. These are just statistics, right? So huh. 22 a day, like normally, is what it averages out to be over yeah. the year. But over the holiday season, it jumps up to 30, 35. Horrible. So I can only I assume. Yeah, I didn't know that. I can only assume it's, well, have you never heard about the uh, 22 a day push-up challenge? Yeah. So it's bringing awareness to no, no, veteran but that's, suicide. That's, I knew that veterans were a higher rate. I said right. no, during the holidays it was higher. It's, it's, it's higher amongst all people. Yeah. Well, it makes because sense. Think about it. You feel isolated. You feel alone. You yeah. Feel I bet empty. you the weather too plays a little bit effective. Darker. Sure. Right. You know but, what I'm saying? So anyways, guys, I promise you it's not that bad. You you know you can reach out to your guys to back discussions. <laughs> you can right? reach out to us. We'll have a right. discussion with you. I'll talk about anything as yeah. a quality. So anyways, guys. Happy holidays. I hope you enjoyed your time. If you didn't, you got two guys you can call on. 100%. Okay, visas, man. So Visas. Uh, went through a bunch of different types. Um, most most, most time, they're going to be divided into either immigrant or non-immigrant, immigrant, meaning that you are here for a shorter period of time. Immigrant visas, though, are for folks that are going to kind of be in the workforce. Work visas, right? Exactly. That's what it's layman term. Yeah, and they're planning on kind of staying here. Like it's a green card essentially. Uh, it's essentially a visa, green card without voting. Exactly. Right. So it's an it's a visa, and what they call it, consider a green card. Um, it's a, it's a visa with the intent to become a citizen. Right. right? So so the difference between a visa, the the foundational difference between an immigrant with a green card or a visa is the voting capability, because as you and I both know with various shared coworkers is there is almost a borderline celebration between once you transition from a citizen, I'm sorry, from a green card to a citizen. Oh yeah. Right? Huge, huge celebration. Um, so one thing I want to go over and then we'll start kind of getting into our opinions and stuff around visas and how they work. And guys, I think this one's more just educational. There's a couple of opinions I think I have on it, but, um, this may, may be a good idea to bring it up, um, uh, before we get into that part is speed to visa. Uh, so it really depends on on kind of what visa you're applying for. Uh, for example, a Canadian, which this is the fastest type of visa, apparently. It's called a TN or an L1 work visa. They can literally apply for the visa at the border as they're crossing the border in paper and get the visa upon entry. There's no waiting involved. This is a special relationship we have with Canada or Canada with Canada. <laughs> Canada. So there's zero <laughs> waiting for this. Right. Um, so that kind of sets the standard there at zero days, right? That's literally instantaneous. 
but a majority of the visas can normally take multiple weeks, if not months, uh, due to processing steps that are involved, verifying your identity, verifying who you are. Do you remember by chance um, with just visiting, say, Russia or another country, um, how long did Brittany have to apply for her visa before she could go there and visit? So that's why I think U.S. citizens get a little extra bump. Extra bump, special privilege, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Like we're verifiable. Because, exactly. That makes sense. Because, look, maybe this is very arrogant of my thought process and deduction of reasoning. Fault me. Sue me. Whatever. Very few people want to move out of America. No, that's not fault of your opinion. That's true. But you can see where that could piss some people off. Well, you can just look at the numbers. We don't have a... What's that called? An export? Yeah. We don't have an export of people. We, we don't have, have a negative growth rate. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can see how that can yeah. piss certain people off. Shout There's out. a reason. People shout out for Shout out Kanata listeners, right? To you to your point. What what did you how did you mispronounce earlier? Oh Canada. Canada. Sorry. So Kanata listeners. Sorry, guys. But anyways, all joking aside. Everyone wants to come here for a reason, right? So I think we do get a little bit bumped. Like, oh, they're clearly going to be here temporarily. Yeah, they're they're going. Our go country back. sucks in comparison. <laughs> like, they're coming here to spend their money here. As I say, let me let me push them guys to the top because they're going to spend U.S. dollar and that shit. We we may you know go long on it. And we may borrow a lot from a government standpoint, but that shit cashes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so if you were going to visit another country, it's like, okay, hey, we don't mind. You're you have a low terrorism rate, right? You're not going to be any type of terrorist, probably. You're very vi- verifiable, and what I mean by that is, um, I think we take this for granted in America, but guys, some countries they don't have birth certificates. Some countries don't have a social security program. So identifying in you know individuals is actually somewhat complicated. Now, this is not a problem in the top 100 countries, but still, the bottom 100 countries, it is a little bit more challenging. And so, we have a very easy, verifiable person. If I want to know exactly if this is Jared Jones, he probably has three to four forms of identification to identify who he is. Right. So, guess what? If you wanted to go get a visa in another country, they're like, okay, this is actually Jared Jones. So, it, we have a low identity issue here. Um So, that makes sense. So, how, how you didn't answer a question. How, how fast was it for Brittany? It was a couple weeks? Man, you're asking me. I would I would feel confident saying two weeks. Okay, it's funny because a passport takes like six weeks here to get non expedited. Six to nine weeks. No expedited is fast. It's two three weeks. I well, I, I thought expedited was three to five. Non expedited was six to nine. Whatever. So I had to get one, but yeah. Um, and I thought it was fast, but you're right. Normal process for a passport. Yeah, because if you're your baby moon, right? Yes, me and Anna both. Because Anna one. didn't change her name yet, or or something weird like that, right? Um, yeah, I think her passport expired and she needed a new one with her new name and mine was going to expire literally the month that we were going to be out of the country. And I was like, I don't want to have like an expiring passport just in case we got stuck there. Literally the week. Because that was June of 2020. No, 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 no. Ooh, am I wrong? March 2020, buddy. COVID patient zero time. Oh, I thought it was June of 20. Dude, Kate. The Grand Cayman shut down the weekend we left and has not opened up for like a year and a half after we left. Today, in late, 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 ending days of 22, 
Can I go to Grand Cayman tomorrow? They just, I, I literally just got news that they opened up. I think it was like three or four months ago. They were not allowing U.S. citizens still there until like three or four months ago. Would you go again? Oh, yeah, I would. I wouldn't go longer than we did went. It was really cool, um, but it's very small. Very small. Um, it was super cheap. Remember, I bought tickets like COVID. Did you have to I, do a visa or did you just do a passport? Passport. So that's where I'm really, let's call it dumb, uneducated. What I guess may be. Today, so Britt and I. Um, On your guys' honeymoon. Yeah, we went oh. to St. Lucia, did our passport. But uh, also in between Britt's undergrad and graduate, I think, you know, I actually know you know this. She actually lived in Germany for a couple of years in between her degrees. I don't know, pair. They, that was Correct. one of the visas I found. So actually, our, our main vacation, our fun vacation that we're doing here in uh, Memorial Day weekend of next year is we're actually going to, we're going to go to London and Germany, London for fun, Germany to show me around like, you know, the farmer's market and shit that she used to do and she used to love to, to share that part of her life with me. You probably don't need a visa for uh, London, but maybe for Germany. We don't either. Oh, okay, cool. But she but did. That's because she was staying for an extended yeah. period of time. Yeah. And that's where it's hard for me and maybe i'm dumb i don't think i am maybe i am i don't know where is the information readily available because i have a passport so in my myopic view i can go where the fuck i want because i have a u.s passport Uh, you know when i was doing the research that's where i was too and i think and i've never had great cayman did you even bother about it because you talked about a visa. I'm yeah. sorry. You talked about a passport, expediting it appropriately. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even think about a visa, right? I'm like, passport, stamp it, go. Yep. This is an American passport? You, it, am I am I redneck in thinking that? I think a majority of, no. I would say the vast majority of Americans would think if they have a passport in their home. I can go wherever the hell I want. I can go wherever the hell I want. As long as there is a flight or a ticket, I can go there. Now, here is where uh, places have put some nice... Um, boundaries plane or, or airlines because most people when they go to other countries they fly yep. in most cases especially yep. from america yep. so airlines actually during the purchasing of a ticket will notify you that you need a visa to go there if you're staying longer for because you're normally you have a uh, beginning and an end to your trip date from your airline right you have a departure date and an arrival date and then a departure date and an arrival date so normally, if it's over a certain period of time, they're going to recommend a visa already for you, right? Or they're going to tell you, hey, make sure you have a passport. So the airlines kind of do this for us, which is nice, right? Because apparently we don't know this is a common thing. But I think the general rule of thumb for our listeners with, uh, you know, in regards to visas is are you going to be earning wages in that other country? If you're going to be earning wages in the other country while you're there, visa is required no matter what. Also, are you going to be staying, staying there for an extended period of time? Visa required. Extended period of time. Let's say over 30, days. over 30 days. I would say over 30 days. I would say that's where I would be starting to be kind of worried. Most people don't take vacations for more than 30 days. I wish. Right? Um, so I think those are the two that I would kind of say is, hey, longer than 30 days or will I be earning an income? This is how crazy this got. I wouldn't do a little bit of a rabbit hole. On As you normally research. do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's becoming more and more common in the last two years from a workplace? Work from home. Work from home. Well, there's a fair amount of 
workers in other countries that have started working from home but have traveled to America living in like Airbnbs and things and they're working from their laptop working from home. Does that count? Should they re- do they require a work visa? And according to US laws, perhaps. This is where it gets really leery and they honestly could go to visa court, I don't know what it's called. But here is where the line has to be drawn. Does that business do any business with the United States? Do they sell to U.S. consumers at all? And it's just no, then you don't need a visa. Bingo. Because again, to your point earlier, are funds being exchanged internationally? Bingo. So if you are working for a company that sells bread, let's say, and you're their marketing person, and they sell bread at a local place in Italy, they only sell bread there, they don't buy any of their goods, doesn't matter and you're doing their marketing, you're doing some logo work or whatever here in the United States. Now, let's say you work for Bertoli, which sells pasta, and maybe it's made in Italy. They sell, of course, Bertoli in, in the United States. Nope, you cannot be doing that work here in U.S. soil. And the idea there is that you could, you could be taking a job from a U.S. citizen. And that's for expats. Bingo. So, you know, it's really funny. So I have actually a personal experience with this, and you didn't... Yeah, you went to Hawaii for your honeymoon, right? Yeah. So, guys, I got married in uh, January of 21, right? So, shortly thereafter, our wedding, we, of course, went on our honeymoon. And we went to St. Lucia for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Island we, in the Caribbean. Correct. Very, very, very south, 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 east, 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 right? Of the Caribbean. Atlantic Ocean, pretty much. Yeah. So, anyways... Uh, my 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 point of saying that is because this is January twenty one. This is right whenever people stop being afraid of their shadow. It was still, I would say, I would say eighty percent still seventy percent, depending on where you lived. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Fair fair point. Fair pushback. Um. Obviously, Brittany and I felt a certain way, so we were willing to travel. Yeah. We took the precautions wore the mask and yeah. we weren't trying to be jackasses about traveling well, it, but it's also your wedding like you only get to do this one time in your life exactly right? so anyways so we're at the resort in saint lucia and you know as normal in a resort you you know you, you kind of go to the lobby for various excursions what's going on throughout the day you know trying to have some you know plan your day and yeah. make the most of every day and uh Guys, typically on on um, Saturdays and Sundays, I naturally wake up at between five to six a.m. This is what I normally do. Yeah, that's how my body's working. And I try not to be a dick. Don't always succeed. I try not to be an asshole about it and and wake up Brittany at five to six a.m. because that's you wake not, up. You like, her body works. I yeah. I do maybe a couple emails that I I was a bum about during the week. What are the kids maybe? You're on vacation. You're going down the lobby. Go check it out. Exactly. During the honeymoon, I the have breakfast. a resort. Yeah. I resort. I have the world is my oyster. Yeah. I can do a fun paddleboard. Well, you know, she's sleeping until, you know, six or seven. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. So in those two hours that I have to play, I'm in the lobby, you know, seeing what my my agenda what is. What we can do for the day. My potential agenda is for the day. And also, I see people doing work because the, the Wi-Fi sucks in the rooms, but it's really good in the lobby. I'm seeing all, I'm seeing all these... 
likely looking Americans, talking Americans in St. Lucia there in the lobby. Speaking American. Exactly. Not America. English. America. <laughs> I was like, hey, you look from America. I'm kidding. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, hey, you know, what do you do? A lot of sales and marketing, ironically enough. Yeah, I'm just working from home. In St. Lucia. <laughs> They're doing exactly what I was just saying. They, and they I was like, you do realize we're like five hours away. Or in front of central time. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm in sales. Yeah, as am I. Um, <laughs> I'm on PTO. It's like it. midnight at home. And it's so funny. So I don't think I know. I don't think you know this, but because I told you, you know, Brittany, very significant period of her time is actually in Germany. So our fun vacation of the year, we're taking a nine night trip to Germany in. Um, yeah. More day. More day. Thank you. I to tell you, and I'm so Britain and I would talk about it. It's very difficult for me, and I think you too. Even as what you uh, shared with me earlier today, you are currently on PTO in between Christmas and New Year's, but you still worked a couple hours today. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to take off. So I was like, "Hey, babe, I will take this nine night vacation, ten day vacation." I get. Time difference will be difficult for me to be plugged in. But while you're sleeping for that extra hour, hour and a half, two hours that I'm awake and you're sleeping, I will probably be on email. And of course, it's fine. I'm not, I think we're like balance. That's a different episode. But I think that we've ver- done before. We don't. I think we can take it a little deeper. Oh, wow. Okay. I think we could. Okay. But anyways. Gosh, that was early six pack discussions episode yeah that's probably like mid front 20 30 whatever but i guess my point was i think the whole work from home hey boss i'm I'm feeling sick hey boss you know I'm, i'm gonna take a vacation i think wfh has been taken advantage of over the last three years w is that is that work, work from, from home, home? oh 100 well we already saw productivity in america for the very first time in history has actually decreased in the last two years and i get elon's of the world and the um jamie diamonds of the world are sons of bitches there because are the of their people that are people forcing people back in the office those are the two Big fortune nice. 500 ceos owners etc that are like hey cool but you know what I mean? I need people to do some work. Right. Um, so back to visas, buddy. Yep. Uh, man, we have really not talked about the actual episode. Yeah. Um, maybe this one was hard for us because maybe there's not really a, a huge opinion on it. There's not. But what I was trying to get to when I wrote this down, because I think I wrote this maybe down. Um, and I was just, when I was kind of thinking, how do visas work? Do they work well? Do they work bad? The only thing that I was kind of trying to derive out of this is the overstaying of visas. So did you do any research or did you kind of think about people when they overstay their visas at all, the the implications of this at all? Because apparently there's actually a very large amount of folks that overstay their visa. And I've even worked somewhere where like FBI agents have come to verify employment of individuals. You've worked somewhere. Yeah. And they've actually verified employment of an individual based on their visa due because, because it was overdue. 
And so it's kind of an interesting thing because once you're here and you have a visa for three years, let's say you have a work visa for three years, who's checking that? Like who who cares if you let's say you get a job at at a at a mom and pop like let's say a small business of a hundred people, you're employed. You start there. Hey, just so you know, I'm a I'm, I'm a visa holder. I just graduated college. Uh, I'm going to apply for uh, an H-1B visa. I'm going to work here, um, but I plan on going back home. Does that does that small business ever check? Do they ever care? You know, we've talked about this a little bit about small business in America. You know, we talk about paternity leave, I think is what I'm what I'm kind of gleaning towards. Because guys, you know, we often get mesmerized, fantasized, et cetera, about the Intels, the Northrop Grumman's, the Amazons, the Googles, the Facebooks, the I guess Meta, whatever case may be. You know, we, we get overly fantasized, the Carvanas. Oh my gosh. What are they trading at, like $3 or something like that? Is that high? That was like a less than cents. a dollar, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Arizona business. Damn, a little too close to home. A lot of our old classmates. Oh my gosh. I know. Like 10 of they, them I know, I think. They were touting on LinkedIn and Facebook. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to work at this company. I guess I tracked. Poor guys. Mm. Dude, where are you going here? I, I just said, I was just, I was just saying... Um, if they overstay, small business, what are you thinking here? What I'm saying is how hard is it? That's another task. Because, guys, guys, we get so disillusioned by these big-ass companies that have layers on layers. They have managers to ensure that you wiped your ass correctly. Oh, right? 100%, yeah. So now we're getting disillusioned, disenfranchised, whatever the case may be, by these Massive companies with levels of leadership that you wouldn't even freaking fathom. But the majority of companies are these small businesses. Guys, we don't have the bandwidth. We don't have the time to check your freaking visa status. Yeah, over right? and over and over again. Chair's got to take a piss here, it looks like. I like how you said time out, and then and then you kept on talking. I was like, dude, I was ready for you to. I was thinking, dude, you could take a time out, bro. I don't care. You didn't take any days off this week? You didn't go into the... Wait, yesterday was the office was closed, right? Yeah. And Friday the office is closed, right? No. Oh, it's Monday again? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're, are you working through Friday? Uh, I'm taking it off Friday. Oh, okay. So you're just doing three days? That's what I did last year, and this year I said, screw it. Yeah. I got so much work in the backyard. No, yeah, you took some time off work last week because you were sick. Yeah, so, I so that, yeah, you, that I sucks. Monday, but that's what sucks because, like, no one gives a fuck. 
that I was actually like contemplating life or death. Yeah, dude, you were so sick. I called you up. I, well, I visited you too. Yeah. You were sick. Yeah. Dude, fucking uh, Dylan, that son of a bitch. He, oh, what are you doing? Just calling out sick again? So he goes, oh, so he called me. So, um, I love Cord for a lot of reasons. So yes, I sir. hired a guy, Tony. Um, part of the reason why I hired him is because of his alliance with the Cushman Whitefield. And I've been, per- because I always have to take everything, one, everyone and everything with a grain of salt. Which Tony, which is Tony, Tony the Arrow. best guy? Yeah, Tony Arrow, he's a remote guy. He's out in uh, oh, yeah. Missouri. Yeah, I met him once. Gray hair, kind of older guy, yeah. really good guy. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, he was talking about his 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 best friend for the last thirty years at Cushman Wakefield. He's a big time yeah. VP and everything. Uh, if I get a little piece of that, I can justify. I remember this, yeah. So, anyways, so I've been presenting the Cushman Wakefield for the last three months, and I finally, with each presentation, I've I've grown because there's so many levels of leadership and, and shit like that. So I finally got the decision makers. What's the 23rd of December? And I'm finally meeting with their executive director of partnerships. Okay. Like the fucking guy over the Bank of America account. So it's uh, Dave Smith, be more general, and Michael Filato or Filato. So it's Dave Smith, director of everything, and then Dave Filato, the guy over the Bank of America account. Like that's the guy I want. Because it's another Chase project. So literally the reason why I hired this guy, and I feel like absolute dick. And Tony's too stupid to know how to articulate what we do, how we do it, et cetera. So I have to drive. So I literally go to the store. So that means at like 10. I get all hyped up on like Alex Seltzer. So I go to Lifetime. I do the steam room for like an hour. Probably unhealthily. Like I try to get everything out and I try to sound normal. I, on my way back from Lifetime, I go get a, a Red Bull, chug that, and I sound good for a good hour. It helps. That was running into that hour. Corey's like, dude, you sound fine, man. Why are you in the office? So he didn't say that. So, anyways, fast forward like six hours. And Cord calls Dylan. And Cord selectively omitted. How we came across this opportunity, what all the work I did in order to generate this opportunity, Evelyn, because Dylan he goes, Hey, did you know that we're that, that we're on the cusp of, of learning the Bank of America account for Cushman Wakefield? I'm like, Yeah. Goes, well, how'd you know? He's like, because I've been fucking working it for the last three months. Goes, well, who have you told? I was like, No one. I was like, Why? Was because I didn't want anyone overseeing this unnecessarily and adding their opinion. Yeah. Because I knew my, my, my forecast and my budget would be overinflated with this. He goes, well, Cord's been telling me he, he just, he, he just met with Cushman Wakefield. I was like, well, Mr. D, how, how do you think he came about it? He, goes, he didn't tell me that. I was like, Tony Arrow. So there's just a lot of dick measure costs. I didn't try to claim undue credit. All I tried to articulate is giving proper credit to Tony and getting it over the last three months. So, so Cord was on his very first meeting with them and he shared it with everybody? Everybody being Dylan. Yes. 
So Dylan called me six hours after the meeting saying that, hey, we're meeting with Christian Wakefield now. Those are the facts. Of the wasn't, wasn't, but didn't, I remember, this is crazy. I remember four months ago or three months ago, you were dealing with Cushman Wakefield on signing an agreement to possibly do design build projects for him, Correct. be their designer or something. Correct. And you ran it across Cord and Dylan, and Cord thought it was the worst idea ever. Correct. Right? Yep. And Dylan said, hey, man, I, I don't know if this is a good idea either, but if you think it's a good idea, maybe we move forward. Here's what happened four months ago. That all happened, and I'm confused, like, why no one remembered, like, that That all. So, four months ago, what happened is Cushman Wakefield, they wanted us to deal some bullshit little program work for us. Like, literally, painting and carpet. No profit margin, no nothing. We can't support the overhead to do that. Mm. So, that's what happened four months ago. I took it to court, and then, so, I've been building. See, I think that's such a good deal, though, because, like, you get in, finally. That's what I tried to sell. Didn't work. Whatever, 10%. Internal. Like, oh my God. Didn't work. So then I challenged Tony to his contact. I was like, hey, I want to do this, but I was like, uh, his name's Dave. This is Tony's contact. Like, hey, Dave Smith. So he's like, Dave, you got to understand where I'm coming from. This is not a two guys in a truck situation. I have a design team, a marketing team, a sales team, a construction team, a design team, a digital science team, a professional Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of overhead to where I lose money on these small jobs. I want to be your partner, but I have to be your partner on a grand scale. He goes, if that's the case, let me introduce you to so-and-so. So I impress so-and-so. Yeah. And then I, so I finally get, it took me over the last four months, probably this side of five different meetings, mm. climbing the ladder. I literally have to, it's really funny. Like I had to climb level, climb level, climb level, climb level. I literally had to climb five levels to where I'm now at the executive or senior director. I can't remember what his title is. It's like, I think it's executive director of partnerships and the Bank of America program manager. And they want to talk. They don't want to hear sales. They want to hear blocking and tackling. So I, I do my deal and I have core just from a title expertise backup standpoint. It's like a 20 minute meeting. And as soon as the meeting's over, I cough along up I go and die in my bed and then all of a sudden Dylan calls me and that's when he's like hey hey dude what do you know about this Bank of America thing man this could really you know move the needle for 2023 and I was like no shit I was like how do you know about it so Cord told me you just met with him I was like oh Cord just met with him he goes yeah I was like oh that's cool what do you say he was he, he goes he's securing the Bank of America I was like man that's fucking Awesome. And I was like, see, I'm not a glory guy, and I don't tout shit that I don't have signed. Is in the works? Yeah. It's been in the works for about five months. And I haven't said a fucking word to a fucking person because of this. Because now you get all the greedy hands in there. Now Cord's going to be all over it, asking you for fucking everything. Dylan's now going to be like, well, hey, man, if we don't close this, but you probably... Dude, I hate that shit too. That's why I don't, it yeah. bugs the fuck out of me. That glory horse. That's all it is. Well, glory, glory horse, but also now all of a sudden the glory horse. anticipation is crazy. Glory horse, piss me off. All right. Okay, guys, we we're back. We had to take a little break here. Jared could not hold the bladder. 
Could not hold the Guys, bladder. I'm a lot of things, and a bladder holder is not one of them. <laughs> so as we round off this episode, guys, uh, real quick. What do we do about visas? Is it broken? Yeah, well, the only thing that I was thinking, we started this episode talking about something that was very broken, this K-1 issue. Oh, I think if I'm king for a day, cut. Fiancés. Cut. Okay. What about the overstaying of visas? Is there any way to better manage that? No. Because guys, you're like, oh, Jay, what the hell? What, is, what was the exact question you just asked? I asked, what about overstaying of visas? Yep. And then your secondary question, it was, is there any way we can better manage that? Yeah, fix, fix it. it. I thought your word was better okay, manage Better it. manage it, fix it. So somebody And what does better manage me? Yeah, so three years... Individual, you know, an individual yep. that's already in America on American land has a home here, is renting a home, whatever it may be, goes ahead and says, "Oh, damn, my visa just expired. I'm still working the same employer. So, do I go back to my host country that may suck or maybe normal, but whatever? But I'm already here. I have a good. really good job. It's not as good. Or, you know, I start applying for the citizenship thing. Yeah, it takes a long time. So we have a lot of people, like millions of 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 people have overstayed their visa and are now here essentially doing all of the u.s citizen stuff except for voting how do we how do we alter that how do we fix it i don't know if you yep. have any ideas on that so i have a very different perspective the heart in me was like cody absolutely do we need to better manage it do we need to put more onus on the employers for you know employing certain people and these various jobs and overseeing the visas absolutely the heart in you the heart in me but then the brain in me in whatever you i believe that's what i i'm kind of keen in on is you know the original question was do we need to Better manage, I think, is your exact question. Okay. And what does that mean? That means overhead. That means adding more. Guys, we operate at a significant deficit. Yes, we are a first world country by a lot of measures, but we manage money horribly. We are, what, I think I last saw the debt over $30 trillion in a deficit. And we just passed a new spending bill of $1.7 trillion. And every dollar of those are supposedly already allocated. So now we need to better manage our visa process. So you think there's a cost to it? I don't think. I know. Right? Like I, I mean, I, mean, I guess maybe, there? are you anticipating this being a volunteer program? As far as managing the visas? Well. So my, my point is, of course there's a cost to it. Well, and and I'm not willing yeah. to, I'm not willing to commit to the management aspect that is needed. I will admit is needed, but what are we asking to manage? Are we asking to manage an individual that's contributing to our economy? Are we asking an individual that's contributing to our workforce to be managed? So do I agree with overstaying your welcome, overstaying your visa? I would like it not to be the case. But if you're contributing to our economy, if you're contributing to our taxes, 
I think there's bigger fish to fry. So I do not agree with improving the management on our government process of visas. So should every immigrant just go through the visa program then instead of applying for citizenship? Is it just a faster route then to stay here? In my overgeneralized route, I would prefer that than the backdoor process that's currently being celebrated and endorsed with getting paid cash, not paying taxes, not contributing to the local economy. If you're an overstayed visa, do you have to pay taxes? It's my understanding whenever you're on a visa, you're working for a reputable company being paid appropriately and therefore contributing to taxes. If I'm wrong, correct me, but that's my understanding. Yeah, so real quick, I would imagine there are individuals that come here on a visa, work visa, work for a company, work for an individual, work for an owner, and then at the point of their visa expiring and maybe they're working for a larger employer that (coughs) tags them, they may quit and become a 1099 or start their own business, small business. I'm just wondering how that would, I think that's allowed. Look, if I'm king for a day, I wish I could eradicate all fear, all problems, right? But I also have to prioritize my day. I have to also prioritize my problem. Yeah. I think this is so minuscule. Of an issue? Of an issue of the problems that we're currently facing in America that I'm not going to waste one more breath on it. If you want to start your own company, and damn it, I hate that you came here illegally, but one of the essence of starting your own businesses is working for yourself, commanding your own hours, but also employing other people, whether Americans or other visas or whatever the case may be. You're providing an American service. So damn it, I know you got around in a loophole. You probably are breaking the law with the visa, but damn it, I also think we have so many more problems. So I, king for a day, Jared, prioritizing my problems, prioritizing my day, prioritizing my issues. This is issue number 20. 25. Interesting. What about you? You're king for a day. You're king Melissa. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I, I like your point of view, man. I like it. I, I do like a lot of it. I was I was leaning on the side of looking for a solution for it. And I was thinking that you can't fix all of it. But during the tax process every year that uh, companies have to go through, um, I just imagine there has to be a verification process because uh, every employer has to pay employee ben- or employee uh, ta- payroll, tax. payroll taxes. And so during that process, I just feel like if you're paying a tax on an employee, shouldn't there be a verification there of that employee being a citizen or a, a, a current visa holder? So... Do you think <clears throat> like the IRS knows. Do you do you think every employee how do I want to phrase this? Do you think every employee there's an equal input and output? No. Agreed. So do you think certain aspects, certain faults, flaws, 
et cetera, are overlooked for certain employees? 100%. Would you say that immigrants traditionally, overgeneralization here, would you say that immigrants have a higher work ethic than Americans to where they, they produce more than they're getting paid? Yeah. From American standards. Yes. So again, I want to put your business owner hat on. I know this is if you're paying someone yeah. fifty thousand dollars a year, but they're producing at sixty plus thousand dollars a year, you really want to check every box? That's what I'm saying. On my list of priorities, if I'm king for a day, this is so far low. Do I think it's a problem? Yes, irrefutable. Are people overstaying their visas? Yes, undeniable. Is it on my top 25? I don't think so. Because immigrants, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to see it, guys, Americans were known for being fat and lazy on a global scale. It's embarrassing, actually. Those are our two leading qualities, what we're known for on a global scale. Immigrants outwork us 10 times over. You think you work hard? Go ask your friend from Russia or Mexico what their day looks like. They understand what working hard is. They understand what working hard for nothing is. Yeah, no, dude, you're, and, you're, you're, you got you got. And good that's where here, I'm at. Yeah, no, I like. Uh, do it. I think it's I a like problem? It. Yes. Do I think we have bigger problems? Absolutely, and that's where I'm at. You come here, you overstay your visa, maybe you're a student or something like that. You find a great job, you contribute highly, you pay your taxes. Honestly, you sound like an American citizen to me. Like a better. better. I'll say a better American. Just because you were born here, I guess by letter of law, you're an American citizen. But are you actually? I'm sorry, a lot of the Americans. I like where your head's at because you're almost like saying, hey, you're an American not because of the the ground that you are born on. You're an American because of the type of ethics that you have Love and it. the work. You embody Americanism rather than just being born with it and privileged with it. That's where I'm at. Dude, you convinced me right now. I was trying to build an argument this entire time and because I, I, I don't like laws being broken. Neither do I. And I don't like... But you're also a priorities guy. Yeah, and it, I don't even know if it has a priority. I, you, you, what you did is you built a really good case on what I think I would want to see from people that want to be here. If you're doing all of those things and the only reason you shouldn't be here is because of our immigration process, it's three years, not five years or four years or whatever, but then again, there's somebody right down the road that lives next to this visa past due visa holder that might be actually taking unemployment and and or honestly or whatever the case may be. And, and kind of probably doing it in a way that is illegal born here in america i would rather solve that problem people that are bending the rules of unemployment bending the rules of welfare bending the rules of getting free money your money yes than attacking the immigrant that wants to work their ass off all day 
and is here and is the only thing they've done wrong is overstay their visa. Agreed. I, dude, you got me. And, and that's what makes me mad because, you know, I'm, I'm curious. You're a lot more well-read than I am. Could I'll admit that. In that as far as, not necessarily the pastime, but the yesteryear of America, what we were known for during the Industrial Revolutionary time frame. Oh, yeah. Right, Changing the game. We were known from shaking some shit up oh, yeah. in layman's terms. Let's call it what it is, right? The last hundred years, American essentialism, or essentialism, right? Or but in the last 50 years, we're known for being lazy and overweight. I think, yeah, we've really, unfortunately. Overgeneralization, potentially. Yeah. Oversimplification, generally. We're resting on our laurels right now. But a lot of fatness... And all laziness has defined America over the last 50 years. Because, guys, good, bad, and different. Hard times. Great soft people. Hard men. Hard men create easy times. Easy times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. It's a cycle. And guys and girls. And I, and I don't mean to offend anyone. But that's just the saying. Or the, the proverb, phrase, whatever you want. Proverb is an interesting thing, right? Okay. Right now, we've had a lot of easy times. And I think oh, in yeah. the future, we're going to have some hard times. We are going to have some hard times because we got some soft, soft men and women. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the... Uh, Holy shit. I don't want to see it. <laughs> as we end this thing right now. I don't even know what you're saying right now. I don't want to see it. Have you seen this video of like a Starbucks employee? Which one? Um, Like freaking out i i don't know if it was on tiktok or not but it made the news that's how big it was so it was on like cnn and uh he's like crying like on his starbucks apron and everything about how unfair it is that he had to work eight hours and how busy and how many how many how many people or how many customers came in that day and he was crying and he said this is just not fair that i'm treated this way and I'm thinking right now, I'm like, there is some guy right now that is digging a hole in the middle of Africa looking for one little bit of diamond, one little bit of lithium. Water. Fucking water. That's his job. Every day he digs holes for 12 hours a day in sand. And you're complaining that you had to help 200 customers in a retail store where you get paid $15 an hour with benefits. Air conditioning and heating. Yeah. I'm like... Probably an hour lunch. So to your point, yes, we are in a soft time. And and that's why I'm scared. And that's why... Do I think this is a problem? Yes. Do I think this is also a benefit of America? Also, Yes. And that's where I'm conflicted. And this is one of the rare instances where I know a law is being clearly broken, but I'm also clearly okay with it too. And that's where I struggle. Yeah, it honestly might be helping America fend off the weakness that immigrants are. Like I think I've mentioned in the past, the immigrants are the only reason that we're not having a population collapse here. Okay, let's go. Hey, guys, I know this was a little bit different podcast than normal 
as far as less informational, a little more storytelling. Um, this was an intentionally controversial. I think Cody and I did have differing opinions on this one, but um, I think we ended aligned, right? Dude, you convinced me 100%. Because all this was was intended to open your eyes. One, tell you that there's other cards out there, American Express, Discover. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, this was intended to illustrate the the different types of visas out there and potentially the problems, but are in, intentionally the upside upside the solutions that overstaying a visa welcomes later guys thank you for all listening see ya bye